0: Bo, are you watching the Suns Jazz? I'm gonna pull pull it up right now. I pull it up, man. Are you, how you watch? Is it on MT, NBA TV. Oh, okay, so I gotta. MTV. I thought about going to the Wolves game last night, but I didn't go.
1: Who are they playing?
0: Kyrie. Oh.
1: <laughs> DraftKings. <laughs> there, right, I got it up. Yeah. So the Hawks traded Cam Reddish on the 14th. As of Friday, they were three and one, three in a row, and they won yesterday against Charlotte. So they're four in a row after trading cam with wins over the Heat, the Hornets, the Wolves, and the Bucks. That's a hell of a four game stretch. Bo, did you watch Gemstones last night? I have not. I
0: was going to watch it, but then we went to bed. <laughs> He's I, back. I got to
2: rewatch because I was pretty hammered when I watched
1: it. <laughs> I also, but I, I was like so drunk
0: I was like writing notes.
2: <laughs> I just remember it was so goddamn funny.
0: Uncle Baby <laughs> Billy was pretty good. He's back. Yeah. Oh man.
1: Yeah, was fu- I was I was cracking up. I remember very little. <laughs> I'll rewatch it. <laughs> Just watch it now instead of doing this podcast. (laughs) Do that. We can have a watch party. You guys want to
0: get into this? Let's do it. (sighs) I just cracked my first beer of the night. Nice, Jeff.
2: I'll take a beer. Why not? I'm saying, have a beer.
1: I brought six (laughs) in here just in case. Woo! You're so smart. How are my baseball cards doing? Uh, collecting dust. Need you to come get those. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them, dude. <laughs> I'll just leave them on the carport. Out in the rain. Let the raccoons <laughs> eat them. Leave them out. <laughs> Let's put them down by the curb by the street. There you go. Put free on them. I'm free. All right. Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 94. It's Monday night, January 24th, 2022. We are making a podcast. Thank you for listening. here tonight in studio across from me is brian clark hello hey brian what's up man hey buddy it's good to be back nice and coming to us virtually from st paul minnesota is toilet baby bo hey hey yo hey bo
0: toilet baby what's going on old boy what does that even mean oh that's from the. i got it I, i don't know what it means I don't know what it means. Yeah. You're a gemstone I you. tonight. I got you. I don't know what it means.
1: I, I'm behind. You got to watch the gemstones. <laughs>
0: Toilet baby. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet baby
1: Bo. Thanks for being here tonight, Bo. Yeah. It's week 15 in the NBA. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Basketball? Baseball cards? What was the pick game? I don't know. We're going to cover our pick game. We're going to have some fun. And bullshit. Visit our website at houseofhoops.com. That's H A U S of Hoops.com. There you can find all kinds of stuff to look at on your computer screen or phone screen, or whatever it is. On your tablet, maybe? I don't know. Call us or text us. Leave us a message. We do accept voicemails, we play them on the air phone number is area code 901-300-6575 we hope you enjoy tonight
3: this is a good song right (laughs) we're getting better (laughs) at it
1: all everybody okay good. yeah
2: yeah good man good
1: good good uh so, bo uh is there anything you'd like to share with us about your week
0: it's about to be really cold here but mm-hmm. that's beside the point pretty normal winter week here did the ski lessons thing and snowboard thing with the kids Hmm. on Saturday and uh, we watched actually watched a pretty good movie with the kids oh on netflix it's called Mitchells versus the machines Mitchells versus machines Danny, Danny McBride's in it it's a cartoon it's pretty fun good family movie yeah what is it it's about this family who lives in michigan and the daughter is into i guess she's going to film school basically and then these, there's like a robot takeover. And it's about that, basically. Like see. a tech company like Google, the like Google equivalent, releases a new assistant, and then the assistant is this robot that tries to take over the world. <laughs> so it's Danny McBride, and
1: it's us. as the dad, yeah. Sony Pictures animated. Okay, so Sony Pictures, they're the same people. That McBride and Rogan teamed up with for a sausage party. Mm. So it's probably the same kind of graphics and stuff.
0: Yeah, but it was a good family movie. It was fun.
1: Oh, it's a family movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sausage party, not so much. No. <laughs> Netflix, okay. All right. Well, I, I probably, I don't know, probably won't watch that. <laughs> Sounds like it's for kids. You liked it though.
0: Well, if you're going to watch a movie, with The kids. It was about as good as it gets. You get Danny McBride. Conan's in it? Blake Griffin's in it. Fred Armisen. All
1: right. Yeah. Okay. Good cast. Yeah. Sounds fun. fun. It was fun, man. Cool. For some reason on uh, their Wikipedia for this movie, the last thing it says, it says, uh, and LGBT representation. Whatever the fuck that means.
0: I think maybe the daughter at the end is like zooming and says that she has a girlfriend. Oh. It's possible. I, you know, like, maybe wrong. I caught that in the back, but I, it was like one of those things that I didn't <laughs> it, at this point it doesn't even register with me. Yeah. But looking back on it, I think that's what she said. Oh, okay. What else have you been up to? Anything? No. No.
1: Running, hanging out. Running. Snowboarding. Snowboarding normal stuff. So you got like a big hill there, right? Or is it like, it's some mountains?
0: No, there's a, well, there's a quite a few hills to choose from, but we've, we've been going, the girls have been having ski lessons about 20 minutes from our house. It's just a small hill. Oh, okay.
1: I think it's, it can be confusing, I think, when you talk about
0: Minnesotans
1: skiing. Oh, it's plenty cold. Yeah. Brian, what about you? Is there anything you want to share about your week?
2: Um... Nah man, just worked a bunch. Mm-hmm. Gearing up for a trip out of town this weekend. Oh. Pretty excited about. Oh. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. wh- oh, why? Where? Um how? Going to New York City. Oh. To uh to catch COVID. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's where they make all the good salsa. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's New York. That's New York. You go in there with the intent of getting COVID.
2: Not with the intent <laughs> of getting COVID. <laughs> I'm going to a uh, concert at Madison Square Garden by a band called The War on Drugs. Oh. Oh. I've heard yeah. of them. I like these guys. They're pretty good. My wife's a big fan of them. I mean, I like them. Um, I'm not going to, I mean, I can't like sing along with every song or anything. My wife really likes them a lot. And I, and I like them. So they're okay. We got tickets for the show in September when we th- thought surely COVID would be over in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's an end, but uh we're st- we're going to stick it out and go anyway, you know. Mhm. I mean everything's booked. Let's go. Yeah, is the show going to happen though? So
1: <laughs> they just postponed a, their Nashville dates
2: a- and Atlanta,
0: I believe. Yeah. They're playing in Minneapolis, or St. Paul, actually, soon. Maybe. My neighbors are going.
2: They uh, apparently, said they didn't they didn't specify, they said somebody in the crew, someone in the touring party
0: tested positive
2: for COVID. I don't know if that's like a family member or a band member or, or you know, a road crew guy, but they postponed two dates, and they're going to continue testing, and they're like, as long as everything is, you know, as long as everybody is okay. Uh, I think they have a they have a date in Philly. I think the night before they play to York, mm. and they're like, we're gonna do the Philly show, and it, like kind of what I'm reading from like you know comments from fans of the band and stuff. Like uh, apparently they, the thought is that they just really want to do this Madison Square Garden show. Mm-hmm. I mean because it's Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm.
1: They're from Philly Hello. apparently, so it's probably a big deal.
2: Um, Kurt Vile was in the band. Kurt okay. Vile played on like their first record. Oh, we did. So they're uh, they're Kurt Vile mm. adjacent.
1: Let's see. I've heard some of their stuff,
0: not everything, you know. Yeah, it's it's not definitely not my favorite. It's a little, but it's fine.
2: It's it's it's, it's like epic indie rock, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's kind of like that big sound. Like we the, what we're saying and playing about is very important. <laughs> Actually, I think I think you would like them, Jeff.
1: I've heard them. Yeah. For, like I said, I think I've heard a couple of songs I liked all right.
2: They come up on a lot of, you're always playing like the indie rock playlist and stuff at work, and I hear them a lot. Yeah. On those playlists. For sure. But nope. yeah, so we're going for like, uh, we leave Thursday and come back Monday. Um, so I'm going to miss the pod next week. I apologize. Oh, well. We'll survive, but yeah, just gonna go do do New York stuff, mm-hmm. eat eat some dollar slices,
0: some borrows. drink some, <laughs> yeah. Uh, McDonald's go to Chipotle across from Madison Square Garden before the <laughs> <good> concert.
2: <laughs> go to go to McDonald's get some burgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, we'll probably go to Bubba Gump Shrimp. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you, um, Brian? Have you listened to the Malcolm or read the Malcolm Gladwell book, The Tipping Point? No, I have not. You should, uh, you should, should get the audiobook for your yeah. plane ride. They talk about New York in it, like New York and the the crime ridden New York. Oh yeah, it's pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> have you seen the show on HBO, The Deuce? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. That's a good one too. Sounds good. It's about the uh, bar scene and porn scene in New York and the. I guess 70s, 60s and 70s.
0: Oh yeah, I think I watched yeah, it in the late 70s.
1: Yeah, something like that. It covers a wide span of time. It's got two Oh, what's that guy's name? Two of them. Oh, it's got two James Franco's, right? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, two, yeah. two two James Franco. <laughs> An evil Franco and a nice Franco. It's a pretty interesting show. I got hooked on it for a while, and then it just ended. Yeah. All right.
2: That was, was that David Simon? Never know what's going
1: to happen in the deuce. Earl Watson just checked into the uh, Phoenix Utah game. Did he? Shoot some free throws. It's a close one. It's a two point game nearing the end of the third quarter. Suns, Jazz. I think the Jazz are short some players, though. I think both teams are short players. I think every team is short players. Does any team have all their players?
2: No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> I turned around to look at the television when there's a. I think it's like a habit. You want to watch ball. the
1: television that the other person's watching. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Brian was just looking over his shoulder at the TV behind him <laughs> when there's a TV right in front of him showing the exact same thing.
0: <laughs> well, that makes sense.
1: And maybe it's just an old habit from the TV being right behind you. In the old days. Maybe. So what else are you up to, Brian? Are you just going to New York to risk it all? Yeah, that's it. That's cool. <clears throat> Bo, you're talking about you were watching television. I watched something on Showtime. The series called Yellow Jackets. Okay. I watched them all. It's like 10, ep- 10 episodes.
2: I've heard that's good.
1: It's not bad.
0: I don't have the show time. Um, I'd like to get it so I can watch Tales from the Tour Bus Season 2.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I'll send you something later.
1: We'll talk about it, yeah. You <laughs> can watch all that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like this high school volleyball or soccer team or something. And they get in this plane crash. Some of them survive. These girls. Uh, One of the coaches survives. Sort of. And in the show, it keeps flashing back and forth from then to the present time. So it's like back in the 90s and today, basically. And, uh, you know, what they've turned into as adults... After all of this trauma they've been through. Mm-hmm. And it seems kind of like a horror film sometimes. It's nuts. It's super good, though.
2: Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard it's good.
1: Yeah. It gets a little dark at times. A lot of unexpected twists and shit like that, you know, like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good, though. I watched them all, they were weird. Uh, Christina Ricci, I think she's in it.
0: Hmm.
1: It's good, though. Other than that, what have I been doing? Just hanging out, working. Just occurred to me that I haven't really done much this week.
0: That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Is it golfing weather?
1: Man, I hurt my arm, so I'm not golfing for a while, but today would have been perfect. It felt like it was probably mid-60s. Yeah, it did feel good today. I never you, really looked. You went to the doctor this week? Yeah, I went to the doctor. I was getting my arm checked out. What'd they say? It's I was uh, diagnosed within about 10 minutes. of The doctor yanking on my arm and shit. Uh, something called tennis elbow.
0: Oh, I've had that. Yeah.
1: It got bad. I don't know. I guess I need to like work out my arms or something. It got bad. It's still bad. But he gave me, you know, some stretches and some inflammatories and a little arm brace thing with an air pad on it, which is a total piece of junk, but I'm aware it anyway. I'll just do what the doctor told me to do. But, uh. All right, doc. Yeah, the, the, the golf is on hold, man. I can't do shit. I can't do a damn thing with my arm right now. And it's getting to the point where I'm like overcompensating and using my shoulder. Now my shoulder's getting sore. fucking getting worse. Uh, The stretching is, I can already tell it's helping the good stretches that they gave me. But I got to get this shit right, man. Like the golf season's coming up. I got a trip planned in the summer to go golfing. I got to get this shit under control. I got to get back to my normal self. So, uh, what are we going to do this week? I remember I have like vivid memories of when I was a little kid pulling up the old newspaper at the table, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember all the time going to the standings. You always want to check out the standings huh? as a little kid, you know? I loved looking at the standings and like thinking about the teams. We haven't done anything like that in a while, so I think we should pull up the standings. And just kind of see what's going on with the league right now. There's been a little bit of a power shift in the East. The Bucks are on their way up. It's real tight in the East. Like every, all the top tier and then bottom tier of the East are really, really tight. There's going to be good teams that don't make the playoffs this year in the East. The Heat moved up to number one. That's surprising. The Nets and Bulls are right there behind them, just a half a game and a game behind. The Bucks are a game behind first. The Cavs are a game and a half out of first. Sixers, two and a half games out of first. Hornets, four games. And there's a little bit of a drop, eight to ten, only a half game apart. And those would be the, uh, the Hornets probably okay. But those are all playing teams. I don't know, man. It's wild. The East is wild. You get Knicks, Wizards, Raptors, Celtics, Hornets, Hawks, all fighting for those last two playoff spots. It's pretty crazy, man. And it's tight. They're all very comparable, like 500 teams. Those playing games are going to be really good. Yeah, in the East, definitely. What about the playing games in the
2: West? Are they going to be good? The West is like a. As far as the top of the standings is like a totally different story almost. Yeah. There's a big drop off
1: after the Suns and Warriors, huh?
2: Yeah. The Suns winning percentage is 800. Ha. Huh. That is good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they win 800 games a year. That's what that means. Yeah.
2: If they played 1000 games, uh-huh. <laughs> they'd win 800 of them. Uh-huh. They played a hundred games. <laughs> they'd win 80 of them.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess you're right.
2: That means if they played one game this season, they'd have an 80% chance of winning that game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty
1: good odds. Bet $50 to win a dollar. <laughs> Bo, what do you see here? What about the West play-ins? That's kind of up for grabs because they're good teams. Lakers, Wolves.
0: Wolves. <laughs> well, I think the Lakers, once they get Davis back, they should probably at least be able to catch, I don't know, maybe they can stay in the seventh seed. That's probably their destiny as the seventh seed. You know, the Mavs have been good. They're
1: sitting in fifth place now. Eight Jason Kidd's a good coach, right? Yeah. Eight and two in the last ten. That's that's the real deal. Mm-hmm.
2: Pretty that's, uh, good. that's an 800 record.
1: They beat the Grizzlies three Eight fucking ten times this week. Or this year. <laughs> what? This week, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. They played them last week and this week and beat the Grizzlies. The Mavs have the Grizzlies number. And these aren't even like close games. It was 11285 the f- last week. 91104 this week. The Mavs have the Grizzlies number. Not good. Yeah, but I mean we don't, you know,
2: Grizzlies don't have their whole team.
1: But then the Mavs go out and they like lose to the Knicks. They lose to the Suns. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're really that good. They beat the Warriors a couple weeks ago. I don't know. What are the Mavs doing? They just like slow the game down. People aren't scoring a hundred points on them very often. I feel like Jeff Hausman's the coach of the Mavs. They're slowing slow it down. down. Play s- defense. Yeah, burn some clock. <laughs> Tighten up on D. I think they just. I think they just slow it down because uh, they have to.
2: Because Luke is not fast. Yeah.
1: Yeah, or, probably. Or he likes to play that way. I don't yeah. know. I wish a kid would play, with, play for him every once in a while. <laughs> Still a close game, this Utah-Phoenix game. Yeah, it's good. It's going back and forth, huh? Jordan Clarkson. Suns took the lead because Rudy Gay's in for the Jazz. But yeah, uh, in the standings, right now, like the Mavs have turned it around. They've started winning more. That's good. Kings and the Spurs can't win a game. The Thunder can't win a game. The Rockets are not good. Thunder don't want to win a game. Why don't they just play John Wall? It's so fucking weird. Who cares? Just have him come in off the bench or something.
0: I don't know. I doesn't make any sense. He's a distributor. He would help with the young guy's development. I would think. It's, it's so bizarre.
1: I don't think he would hamper anybody's development. I think he would help. Yeah. They're play. If you're going to play Eric Gordon, why don't you play John Wall? Like Jalen Green can't fucking shoot anyway. He's, gonna, he's like a five-year project. It's just so fucking weird. I don't know.
0: I don't get it. Well, it's not like even if they... I, I still think... Not that John Wall would would make them a 500 basketball team, but let's say he did. I don't think that's the worst thing. I believe that he thinks he
1: could help develop and help the team. I think he's on board with that. I don't think tanking is good, man. Nah. I think uh, all of us recognize the danger of tanking, losing cultures.
0: It's one thing to go for it, like, maybe one season based on some extraneous circumstances, but to do it over and over again, like the Thunder Mm -mm. and the Rockets clearly are.
1: I don't like it. And the Kings, the Kings have
0: quietly been tanking for about 12 years. (laughs) I'm just glad that my kids have never seen the Kings make the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Grizzlies are holding up fairly well. Holding that top. top oh, one tier. more thing about the Rockets. Mm-hmm. It really, I'm really glad that they ended up trading Chris Paul for for Westbrook for John Wall. That worked out for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and f- Chris Paul's contract so bad. I mean, who says no? Why don't Why don't the Suns just trade Chris Paul to Philly for Ben Simmons? Right. <laughs> ben Simmons.
1: <laughs> I've been seeing these funny reports that the Phillies trying to get James Harden for <laughs> Ben Simmons. Like, Why the fuck would Brooklyn do that? There's only 17 days until the tr- NBA trade deadline. I think a lot's going to happen.
0: You'll be under pressure to get that Monday podcast out by at least Thursday tr- at 2 p.m. Hey, man, sometimes things happen. Life. No, no, I'm just I'm just fucking with Jeff.
1: I try not to make this feel like work. I, I I will go at my own pace. So switching over to the east, anything can happen here. I couldn't give you an honest opinion about who I think's coming out of the East or who will make those play-in spots. I no fucking clue. The Hawks are rolling right now for wins in a row. The Knicks have kinda turned it on. They're five hundred in the last ten. I would count the wizards out. You know how I feel about them. If you've ever listened to a podcast where we've talked about the wizards, you know my opinion on them. They ain't the ones. <laughs> Raptors, eh. I'm not big on the Raptors. Celtics I could see them making it, and I like the Hornets making it. But the Knicks and the Hawks. And I don't know what the Pacers are going to do at the trade deadline. I don't know if they just bottom out or if they come back. I have no idea. Probably bottom out, the way it looks.
2: Yeah, I think uh,
1: <sighs> it's
0: the bottom
2: up. What does that mean for Rick Carlisle? Nothing. You think he, I mean, you think he stays there?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm sure you signed a multi year contract. Yeah, they're not gonna fire him.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. It sounds like they want to reset the team, which makes no fucking sense. I don't know what the fuck the Pacers are doing. I need to pay more attention. I need to really get in on the Pacers. Maybe that's what I'll do this week. It's really focus in on the Pacers. And our pick game teams.
2: They had a good game this week. They beat the Warriors with like nobody.
1: Yeah. Like an overtime game, right? It was like dramatic. Yeah, my guy Chris Duarte went, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's good. He's the rookie, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I've been following his numbers. He looks good. I haven't watched him much, but
2: I think we did a pick game with the Pacers. Yeah, I had a bunch of Chris Duarte notes Mm -hmm. from that pick game. Yeah, he's good. I watched that pick game.
1: He's a a player. Yeah. Um, And you're so much better at these pick games when you watch them. (laughs) Yeah. I think it'll be Celtics and Knicks or Hawks. Knicks, Celtics, Hawks. Which one of those teams makes that eighth spot? Whoever catches fire in the last couple months. I mean, Hawks could be a totally different team after the trade deadline. It's true. they're, They're... The Hawks are brought up in more rumors than any other team that I've seen, which leads me to believe that they're talking to a lot of people. They're trying to make some deals. They're trying to work something out. They're trying to maybe get stronger. It's not a blow-it-up team. It's a team that had success in the playoffs last season and wants to get better. And obviously they're underperforming and trying to make the moves they have to make to get to right in the ship. But, yeah, they're, they're in all the rumors, Hawks, from John Collins to Reddish. Last week there was a rumor that the Hawks considered trading John Collins, Cam Reddish, and a first-round pick to the Sixers for Simmons. But the talks stopped after, uh, I guess it's Tobias Harris's name was brought into the deal. <laughs> and the Hawks don't want anything to do with it that giant contract
0: that's, that's like 80 million dollars insane yeah <laughs> between the two As the
1: sixers are probably under a lot of pressure to do something about this Ben Simmons thing before they make their run at the playoffs you know mm-hmm. they're probably under a lot of pressure to spend that money in a productive manner yeah they've been rumored to talking with the kings and the hawks They want John Collins from the Hawks and there was a report that they wanted Tyrese Halliburton who's not playoff ready, but they want him from the Kings. Uh, The Sixers want a bunch of first rounders. They want some assets too, which is kind of weird, but they've been asking for multiple first rounders from all these teams that they're potentially making trades with and I don't think anybody's like willing to part with their picks to get Ben Simmons. It's, kind of, it's not really working at some point i think philly's gonna have to like lower their bar if they want to actually have somebody that's worth that money to play for their team in the playoffs mm-hmm. like they got to do something they're gonna have to lower just, their fucking bar maybe they're just playing hardball to see how high ben simmons's stock really is and what they can get away with in a trade they're painting this giant picture, but in reality, they know they're not going to get this huge haul. Yeah, but I they, think
2: it's probably too late for them to get a good return on the investment. Yeah, like I mean, in season. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they, I think they are going to have to wait till the off season. So some of these teams are like, oh, "Okay, well, we got to do something." I don't think they can go into the playoffs.
1: People are going to be so mad. Yeah, <laughs> imagine if it was your team and you're holding this $30 million or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck Ben Simmons is making. And you're just not using it. Yeah. And you're going into the playoffs thinking, well, maybe if we had a player that was worth $30 million, <laughs> we could win in the first round.
0: Yeah, a ball handler, defender. <laughs> that would be nice for Philly. They could solve all their problems if they just fired Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe he signed that contract and he's refusing to play for the team. It just makes no sense.
1: Yeah, it's wild. It's even more wild that Philly hasn't just taken whatever they can get for him to like try to improve mm-hmm. the team. And Bede's probably looking at it like, we all fucking just do something so we can yeah. get out of the first round. And Bede's quietly having his best season ever. Y'all are just going to fucking waste... The best Embiid you can get. Yeah. On this stupid, stubborn-ass bullshit. This fucking tugging war shit. Like, just let let Simmons go for whatever you can get. Move on. Go, go back to winning. Get this fucking monkey off your back. This shit's getting drawn out and going on for way too fucking long. 17 days till the deadline. I think he gets moved. I think they fucking... That's the right thing to do. It's just accept what you can get.
2: I mean, I agree. I just don't think that's what they're going
1: to do. Just being stubborn. Wasting. If I was in beat, I'd start getting fucking mad. Say, trade me then. <laughs> trade me. If you won't trade him, trade me. I'm wasting my fucking time with this
2: bullshit. Don't waste motherfucking my time. motherfucking time.
3: Don't waste my motherfucking
1: time. <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes from Heat. Al Pacino's shaking down this, I guess he's like a Grand Theft Auto criminal, informant rat.
0: You ever seen that movie, Bo, Heat? Heat? It's been a long time, and it's like a Val Kilmer. It's like eight hours long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. It's my favorite movie to put on when I get home after a long night.
2: I just glaze over and stare yeah. at it. <laughs> it's on. It's on that list of movies that if you're flipping through channels and it's on, you're just like, oh, well, this is what I'm doing for two hours. <laughs> I go watch yeah, look, it. Look, I'll watch I'll heat and the, play on my phone. Kids. <laughs> Do what Bo?
1: I'll put it on for the kids. Maybe when they get a little older. Today is the day you learn how to. Be a bank robber. <laughs> 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 what the Bulls did tonight? Io had twenty four points and eight assists. Woo! H- Hachimachi. What Levine get? Hmm. It was the Vucevic and Io show.
2: What uh? What DeRozan get? <laughs> hmm. DeRozan, DeRozan sat. got a donut. DeRozan sat because Levine. Oh, DeRozan. Played, yeah. DeRozan didn't
1: play. Yeah, rest on a back-to-back. Clean up. Go home. Clean up. Go home. Levine had twenty-three, seven and seven on his in his first game back after missing like five games or something. That is good. <laughs> he good, and they won. Levine is important. How many games in a row did they lose? Only two. But they were slipping.
2: Yeah, since the Grizzlies lost, they went, uh, yeah, they've gone 500. Well, shit, they lost two
1: games before the Grizzlies came. Yeah. So that was three. Three, three, three
2: games before the Grizzlies game. Okay. Yeah, they had lost three then. Mm-hmm. Then lost the Grizzlies and then beat the Cavaliers, which that's that's a good win. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost the Bucks. Not a bad loss. No. Lost to the Magic, 114-95. That is a bad yeah. loss. And then Levine comes back the next game. and uh, <laughs> and Yeah, and they beat the Thunder by one point.
1: I'm good to go. Yeah. He lost to the Mav- Magic. I'm good. I'm good. Let's play. Yeah. <laughs> I told you you shouldn't have held me out one extra game. Do you see
2: <laughs> Jalen Suggs fucking crammed one mm. on
1: DeRozan? Mm-mm. I didn't even realize he was back to playing. Suggs. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he and, and he had
2: like a 360 dog, too. Hmm.
1: Bo, what are you thinking?
0: Um, I think I got rid of my standings, did I?
2: Brian, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I also X'd out of the standings. Oh, my. All right, page. we
1: better just move on, then. <laughs> fucking one tab having motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll pull it back up <laughs> Boy, my computer only lets me have two tabs <laughs> listen I think we should move on Bo was there anything in the news this week that caught your eye
0: the, the Westbrook for wall rumors mm. from the Lakers I that ain't where, happening. Who, Yeah, I guess the Lakers are just kind of in desperation mode it feels like but that, it's not nothing it's not anything new are they, or is that just the media's portrayal of the Lakers?
1: Probably the media's portrayal. I don't think that if you took a poll on that team, they would actually admit to that, that they're in shambles. I don't think they think they are. I think they still think they can win in the playoffs. They're probably just realizing that they have a lot of work to do still. Yeah, they're still got to gel. They're still chilling (laughs) halfway through the season. I think they realize that there's trouble, but I don't think they're giving up. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah. Damn, he just airballed that free throw.
0: Bambo. Well, Grayson Allen fouled Caruso and broke his wrist. Mm -hmm. He's going for the ball. Yeah, I think so. I think he just is it's just at grayson allen he's athletic and aggressive and i think that was mm-hmm. based on all this stuff you heard before once he got traded out of memphis everybody says he's a super dude yeah like the, the media yeah in memphis and the media in memphis usually i would say they're a pretty good judge of character
1: no he was cool man It, it the problem with grayson allen is his reputation as a dirty player so he's uh, not, I, I just think he's aggressive so apparently, Grayson Allen should never play defense, ever, because people will be mad that he played defense.
0: Actually, it'd be interesting to hear what Caruso, you know, as a defender, what he would say about that play. I don't know. I haven't looked to see if he said anything yet, but he did. What did he say?
2: Um, I, uh, I think he said it was bullshit. I don't think he was mm-hmm. very happy with. Uh, with Grace Now and this is before the news came out about his, his wrist.
1: Well, you know, you look at the picture, and uh, he must have got a lot of body. Yeah. Because Caruso went, I mean, completely sideways in the air. You know, that doesn't happen just because you hit the ball. But it's an aggressive defensive stop. I mean, since when are we not allowed to do that? They call the flagrant. Just don't know if it's a dirty play. I think he was just you know, I think he was legitimately just trying to make a stop. But you know, he's like Bo said, he's an aggressive guy. Billy Donovan said to the media that the foul could have ended Caruso's career. Come on.
0: I guess. Well, it could've, yeah. I mean, but any any play could've. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to defend Grayson. I just think after watching him play basketball with the Grizzlies, I just feel like that he's just athletic and aggressive and i think that's what it was i don't think he i really really don't think he wanted to hurt caruso
1: yeah you wouldn't think he's just a tough basketball player man grayson he wants to win yeah he's getting a lot of fucking heat though grayson hopefully he's not reading any of it
2: I don't think he would, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would care.
1: Mm hmm. Caruso's having surgery and he's out for probably two and a half months, something like that. Till the playoffs, Caruso said, dude just grabbed me out of the air. Kind of bullshit. I don't know what else you can do about it. Like, Grayson didn't help himself giggling <laughs> after receiving the flagrant two and being ejected. It doesn't help him. No. <laughs> doesn't help people's opinion of him, which I'm sure he gives zero fucks about. Opinions about him.
3: And Thomas can't get the long rebound. Oh, Sumo got it. That's Caruso. Oh. 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 Going to the floor
1: for Caruso. Come on now.
0: Come on now. Tom Campbell. A lot of boos. To check on Alex Caruso, the second-year athletic trainer for in Milwaukee.
2: Oh, man, I hope he's all right. That looked look really bad. That was
0: so. This is the play.
1: He swiped across his arms. I don't know. Maybe wow. there was no reason for him to come after him with his
0: yeah, other
1: arm the, also. Yeah, yeah it looked like like
2: second. one hand was going for the ball, and the other That's hand. Making contact. Yeah, he probably
1: didn't need to to swipe with the uh, following arm.
2: Watch his, watch his arm. He's gonna pull it down. See how he's pulling it down and doing like it's almost like an in air hip toss. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man.
3: watch, watch his, see his left arm. Watch you see how he pulls him. Yep. Come on, man. (laughs) No, (laughs) let me. No,
0: gosh, that. Come on, (laughs) spill.
1: Come on, man. (laughs) Yeah, he was going for the ball, but he did some extra shit. Oh well. Yeah, and then uh, so Caruso goes down, and then Levine comes back.
0: Yeah. Levine is back. He played tonight. Mm
1: -hmm. Balling out, and they win. Who won the uh, Phoenix-Utah game? I missed the end.
0: Phoenix. Dennis Scott grabbed CP3 for the interview at the end. Oh, okay. NBA TV interview.
1: Phoenix outscored Utah by eight points in the fourth quarter to win it.
0: There you go. Chris Paul, man, he was He played 40 minutes 27 points, he had 7 turnovers mm. 14 assists, 9 rebounds 10 to 17 from the floor 4-7 for 3 Okay, First team all league Chris Paul
1: MVP Chris Paul I think Giannis is the MVP What? Do you, who's the MVP So far in the season Brian, who's the MVP
2: I mean, the numbers bear out
1: Jokic Yeah. It's the usual suspects. I think Embiid can be in that conversation. Yeah. Embiid's become a better passer this season. Like Jokic, I think he's taken a page off of Jokic's notes. Jokic is so ridiculous.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Big and slow. (laughs) There's an interesting bit of news this week. What's up? Uh you guys familiar with a former NBA player named John Stockton. Oh. Do we want to talk about this?
1: Well he's a nut. I don't know if <sighs> I want to talk about it or not.
2: I don't really care. You can talk about whatever you want. Bo did Bo, did you see any of this?
0: Yeah. Do you want me to read the quote or you wanna read it? <laughs> oh oh
2: I wanna I wanna read it. Okay. John Stockton is a, is a Gonzaga alum. I believe he still is number one in like assists and steals, maybe for the school.
0: He's oh, I mean, has that to would be. be. Yeah. Yeah. How many years did he play in college? Eight. Guys, like. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, because he was thirty-five when he got drafted, so.
0: And he got a graduate degree in virology, uh, I think. Right. He was a. He's a virologist. <laughs>
2: yeah, he is. He's a. He's an epidemiologist. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So his the Gonzaga University suspended his season tickets. He's definitely the most famous alone. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. It's probably it's probably him and then Adam Morrison. <laughs> and then his son. And then um Killian Tilly. <laughs> uh Gonzaga University has suspended season tickets for one of its most notable alumni and Hall of Fame basketball player, John Stockton, after he refused to comply with the school's mask mandates at games. Mm-hmm. He apparently had a discussion with... um, he had was, multiple discussions. I believe it was the athletic director, and they're like, hey, man, yeah. like... <sighs> you can't come. You gotta, like, wear your mask. <laughs> You're on the Jumbotron, like, the whole game. <laughs> like, every time out, it's probably like, where's John Stockton? Yeah. <laughs> is John Is John Stockton here? <laughs> hey, remember John Stockton? <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> hey, look, there he is. He's in, a, he's in the yeah. arena.
2: There he is, not wearing his mask. And I, I guess Gonzaga has a He's got a it. MAGA hat on. <laughs> they have a mask mandate Um, at the facility mm-hmm. that they play in. Yeah. And I guess he's just refused to wear a mask.
1: Over and over and over.
2: And over again. and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Basically, it came down to they were asking me to wear a mask to the games and being a public figure, someone a little bit more visible. I stuck out in the crowd a little bit, Stockton said. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they received complaints and felt like from whatever the higher ups, those weren't discussed. But from whatever it was higher up, they were either go- they were going to ask to either uh, ask me to wear a mask or they were going to suspend my tickets. Stockton told the uh this is from the spokesman review. Just, he and the school had been in discussions about various COVID things for a couple years now. <laughs> so I'm I'm reading this article, and he, he I mean, he's he's a well-known long-running public figure. I mean, he was a huge NBA player. Mm-hmm. He comes across as like kind of, I don't know, as far as like the interview. From what I'm reading the article, he comes across as like pretty measured. And he's like, I mean, it basically like paraphrasing. Like, I didn't want to wear a mask. So they took my season tickets. And hopefully, hopefully I can go back to games. I don't know get my the season f- tickets back. He doesn't, he doesn't come across as angry or slighted. I don't know
1: what the fuck um, is wrong with him.
2: Is he losing it? And I'm like, okay. Like, the guy just doesn't wear a mask. And he's accepting the, the penalty. Okay, I'm just, okay. I just can't go to games. But no, then, he's like, but yeah, then you, <laughs> yeah. you get to the part. Um Dude. apparently he had a there he's he's in a documentary, a COVID documentary. In the documentary interview, Stockton seems to suggest that more than a hundred professional athletes have died due to vaccination. Yet there is no evidence to support such claim. I think it's highly recorded now. This is a quote. There's 150, I believe now it's over 100 professional athletes dead. Professional athletes in at the prime of their life dropping dead that are vaccinated right on the pitch, right on the field, right on the court. <laughs> Stockton said in the documentary interview. And that's when I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Did the interviewer not go, like, oh, like, who? <laughs> like, can you name five? Out of the 100 to 150, who are these athletes? Name one. That have died on the court <laughs> or on the pitch or on the field. Do you see what <laughs> Kareem said?
1: Kareem Abdul-Jabasha? No, I noted Kareem. No, I weigh seen in shit.
2: this This has got to be good.
1: <laughs> Kareem said, I think statements like that make the public look upon athletes basically as dumb jocks <laughs> for trying to explain <laughs> – away something that is obviously a pandemic he said uh in a cnn interview it's not based on reality or facts <laughs> <laughs> have to up and back scientifically by medical professionals say stockton what is his deal dude like everybody's like Come on, man. Why are yeah. you doing this?
2: Like, what C- the fuck 100 is- to 150 professional athletes? That's like, what, like, that's wackadoodle. Like, He's where not stupid. are you getting, where are you hearing that? It's like batshit
1: crazy. That's what, yeah. uh, uh, deadlift shrimp said is bat, batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, you think of Stockton as like a reasonable guy in your head, right? Like, he was smart enough to. Be a short white guy and play in the fucking NBA with Michael Jordan around the corner. (laughs) And somehow he can't figure this out? Like, what? It's it's so bizarre. I don't want to get totally into politics a whole bunch, but I can't explain this. Yeah, that's
2: just a a number that he pulled out of his ass. It has to be.
1: It's so insane. Like, I'm worried about people that are hearing that and believing it. Mm Mm-hmm. They're just going along with it. John
2: Stockton said it. Yeah.
1: Don't make no sense. Oh,
2: that was, yeah. <sighs> I mean, because I started reading the article, and I was like, okay, he's not throwing Gonzaga under the bus. He's going, I don't want to, they have a mask mandate in the arena. I don't want to wear a mask. Not going to wear a mask, so I can't go to the games. Maybe oh, one day I'll get to go to games again. Oh, and so many people are. And then you, And then you get to the quote. <laughs>
1: and so many people are like. <laughs> Why does he have to wear a mask there and nowhere else? It's like it just a
2: private university. They yeah. can do whatever they want. They can, they can make their own rules. it's yeah. like any business. Uh-huh. Yeah. You probably got to show up in a shirt and shoes as well.
1: <sighs> yeah. It's mind-boggling. So they've just totally taken his tickets away, huh? Yeah. He'll just be on the wrong side of this shit. Most people are probably just gonna disconnect from the guy. You know, you're on your own, buddy. Mm-hmm. But what is this? Is this just disinformation?
0: What is this? Oh, what? Why is John Stockton doing this and like, yeah, taking this stance? Yeah. Uh, there's a large segment of the population in the United States and around the world that. Believes that these COVID nineteen vaccines are experimental, and that COVID nineteen is ninety nine percent survivable. So he just falls into that category. for whatever reason, this just this jives with him. It jives. This sort of stuff jives with a lot of people. You know, you start questioning medicine, you start going down a really weird rabbit hole. It's kind of like the home birth community. Mm -hmm. You know, they think that Western medicine is, you know, made is put women in a predicament where they, you know, get C-sections more often than they would otherwise. But if you look at the history of childbirth throughout recorded history, it's horrific. Women died all the time in childbirth. And so did babies. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, you want everybody to be safe, you just do a C-section and it sucks. But the alternative is way worse. Mm. And there's guidelines and that stuff has been studied and that stuff has been proven to, to work. And it's the same thing with this. It's just people want to hear what they want to hear and they don't want to, they don't want to change. You know, we talked about this before. Like I, I watched Mississippi burning and I think you went back and watched it mm-hmm. and I, I compared it to the the pandemic, you know, people didn't want to change. They didn't want to accept that the world has changed. Mm-hmm. And so they dug in and, It's the same. It's the same thing. People just don't like change, and they want to make it sound like it's some liberal conspiracy to control them. It's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I guess so. There's always going to be people. People are always going to have their opinions. You want to say he should be doing better, but you know it's his life. Fuck it.
2: People will think whatever they want. You know. Maybe we. Maybe we think whatever we want. You know, yeah, maybe that's true. I just don't know whether this hundred to hundred fifty professional athletes number come from
1: right, It's just not true, <laughs> yeah, I like to think typically, I put enough thought into things to try to be on the right side of things, but yeah, who's right and who's wrong? Like I guess that's up to social conformity and what you think. Let's move on. Let's get off it. see you. You guys remember at the beginning of the NFL season, I was like, oh, the NFL's in Vegas now. They got the Raiders. Uh-huh. And I was like, I wonder if they win more games at home. I was like, I'm going to keep up with it. Well, the season's over now. It's the playoffs for the NFL. And I wanted to kind of revisit it and look at a professional sports league in Vegas and whether or not that home field advantage is more of an advantage because Vegas is such a party town. Uh-huh. The Raiders went 5-4 and four at home. They had a lot of weird things happen over their season, which could explain maybe a couple of those losses. But
2: Yeah, they fired the coach, right?
1: Yeah, they, they went through a bunch of shit. But they still went 5-4. and four. They didn't dominate at home in a party town. So I think it's yet to be seen if the party town affects winning and losing. In Las Vegas. I think the NBA is looking at Vegas. I think they want to move there, too. I wonder if they expand or just relocate somebody. I think they would just expand. Yeah, I think you're right. There's Who, more money in that. And that'll probably be a better uh, barometer of what's going on in Vegas. Who goes to Vegas and doesn't party? Who goes to Vegas can actually win in Vegas? Uh, uh, Danny Ainge. He's Mormon. Oh. No. Well, he doesn't play anymore. Well, I oh. tried to keep up with it, but I got kind of bored with it during the regular season, and the constant kind of changed with the turmoil the Raiders were going through. So, but I wanted to kind of close it for, you know, closure for me. They went five and four, so they did better. But they went five and three on the road. So who fucking knows? <laughs> it didn't prove shit this year. I don't know if it ever will. Any bit they they don't play enough games. I think it, you would see it more like in the NBA the difference or maybe a baseball team like, oh my would it, they would go undefeated a baseball team in Las Vegas <laughs> 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 those guys are animals <laughs> put a baseball team in Vegas can't do that <laughs> I guess we better get into the pick game we're running out of time Bo, if I remember right, it was a Tuesday night game. Yeah. January 18th, 2022. Madison Square Garden, New York, New York. It's New York City. Hey. (laughs) Oh. I was was excited to watch it. Anybody else uh, watch it or get excited to watch it? Yeah. 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 I know you liked it. It was a Timberwolves. I did like it. Pat Bev played. Yeah, he did.
0: Culture changer. Culture changer. Yeah, Pat Bev was all over the place in this game. No, he's... As much as I make fun of the Minnesota media saying he was a steal of a trade, mm-hmm. he, he has Pat Beverly combined with the emergence of Vanderbilt and Noel. Mm-hmm. I... Noel's been. and good. Nas Reed Nas Reed off the bench he's a solid backup center he's been okay he'd be better than Hamenadati Haddadi or Jake Sokolidis let's put it that way mm-hmm. I agree with that um, no this Timberwolves team is fun
1: yeah the Timberwolves were 22 and 22 visiting the New York Knicks 22 and 23 on the season hmm. Brian yes Jeff did you watch any basketball last week did you watch this game <sighs> Or are you just being contumacious for no goddamn reason?
2: What, is, uh, what does that word mean?
1: Stubborn, rebellious. Oh, no. <laughs> a dick.
2: <laughs> I watched the first half on NBA TV. Disobedient. With the intention of watching the second half. I don't know why I thought I would find time to yeah. watch the second half. I'll watch it later. A later date. I don't know, it was Tuesday. Because I was off Tuesday night. Six days ago. It was like the only (laughs) really opportunity I had to watch a
1: basketball game. That's okay. No big deal. So you watched
0: some of it.
2: I do remember thinking, man, was Bo wrong about Pat Beverly?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I never. In which way?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like he was just off the bat, like, affecting the game. Like, he
1: I he, never he, said he took he a charge, have, but you missed the point of what Bo was <laughs> saying uh, yeah, last yeah,
2: week.
1: Yeah. What Bo was saying last week was that he he wasn't a steal. Like uh-huh. the Grizzlies aren't upset that they don't have Patrick Beverly. Yeah, yeah, right, right. What happened? Where did he go? How did we? Yeah, how did this happen? Yeah, <laughs> Memphis, right. Memphis is fine with it. Yeah, no, no. I it's think definitely that, a
2: plus for Minnesota. I don't know, man. I think Robert Paro was watching that game and going, <laughs> "Who do we have that would take a charge on?" RJ Barrett. <laughs> right. Oh no, we have like everyone. Eight players that would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Ten players.
0: Are we right, Bo?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that was my point. Of course the, it was. I, he's a great fit in Minnesota. And they've needed him all these years that they floundered. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they have him. Mm-hmm. But stop acting like he was a steal. Right, right, right. It's all about context. He's a minimum player at this point. Yeah, there were maybe a little, maybe a little
1: more than that. But. More than a minimum player,
0: maybe he might play himself
1: into a bigger contract. Actually, in Minnesota, yeah, where well, Minnesota he, will Minnesota give it to him because he's proven that he is effective. You know, some fucking
0: and I will say this big
1: market might come
0: throwing money at him. It's refreshing to see him. You know, he got traded to Memphis. He tweeted Grit and Grind, let's go. Oh yeah. And then he got traded to Minnesota and he was all he was like, Let's do this. I'm ready. Yeah. Versus Ben Simmons, who's let us sign a contract with this team and then uh, never mind. I'm nah, I'm good guys. You guys hurt my feelings.
1: Well, Beverly is adaptive. Yeah, he wants to play. He's gonna roll with it. He's like, All right, I'm on this team now.
0: Yeah. No,
2: he's gonna he's gonna play unless he's suspended. He was the guy. For- <laughs> <laughs> unless he's suspended for shoving a chris paul <laughs> 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 unless he's a in dick last postseason game of 2021 that was ridiculous
1: pat bev was the one that went to the bubble and was like the bubbles what you make it in orlando rajon rondo was the one he he was talking all the shit about the rooms and pat, mm-hmm. pat bev was like no, these rooms are fine yeah here i got my stack of white tees <laughs> i got my ps4 <laughs> like i'm ready to go let's yeah. play Ready to play basketball? I can adapt. That's him. He had come from nothing. He had to work his way into the league. He had to play. He in Greece first, or whatever he did. Yeah, this guy's. This guy's all about being happy to be in the league and playing. We don't like him because he's not on our team, but he's a good guy to have around. I think. There were 240 minutes available for each team in this game.
0: Bo, what broadcast did you watch? I ended up watching, when I watched the second half live, I watched NBA TV broadcast. Oh, really? That's the one I could get. Who was on it? You know, I don't even know who they were. Greg Anthony or something?
2: Wasn't it uh, Grant Hill? I thought it was Grant Hill and Steve Smith. Might have been. I, I didn't think, watch it. I think they're the, yeah, they're the normal Tuesday night NBA TV guys. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. I watched the Knicks broadcast. They did the, they did the first half anyway. I don't know who did the second half, but <laughs> <laughs> couldn't tell you.
1: Derrick Rose was out for the Knicks. Nerlens Noel was out. Solomon Hill is not with the team. Cam Reddish was out uh, injury, ankle, something. He was
2: warming up pregame. He was yeah. out there taking shots.
0: Yes, yeah, Solo is probably not going to be with the team. He's just a contract. Nah, he ain't there. Check something.
1: Knicks played tonight. No cam. Emmanuel quickly is like the most frustrating player to own in fantasy basketball. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> Tibbs, what are you doing? Free IQ. So I'm settling in to watch this pick game. I'm excited. I know it's going to be a good one. It's two teams that are very comparable. The game was all set to begin. The fans were in the stands. They were staring at the athletes taking the court. Some videotaping with their phones. Some just staring as if they had never seen such wonderful specimens. It must be a strange situation for an athlete to have tens of thousands of people just staring at you. Just waiting to see what you do next. I imagine though it's like anything or anytime you're being watched often you just kind of get used to it. you think, yeah, <laughs> but still, some of these onlookers at Madison Square Garden <laughs> just seem lost in their eyes as they gaze upon these amazing athletes from their their very intimate and up close seating. I was watching people just like just mouth open just staring at the players like can't believe this is happening i can't believe i'm here i'm at madison square garden what an exciting and fun night just budding and beginning you've got the whole night of stargazing ahead of you settle in this is going to be a fun night at the garden the crowd at madison square garden they're always getting into the game. They're always cheering. They're ooing and awing every play. Now this is the Mecca of basketball after all. This is New York. You know, I would love to go to a uh, a Grizzlies game in Madison Square Garden. Grizz Knicks. That would Web's, be fun. Webb
0: has done uh, that. Webb? Yeah. Your cousin? Mhm. Your uh
1: kissing cousin or whatever
0: kissing cousin That's got to be uh, an all-timer.
1: When how many years ago was it though? Which which Grizzlies team was it?
0: It was pre-COVID, probably uh, it was probably one of those I don't know. I mean, he could he could drive over from his house and drive back.
1: Mhm. I want to see John Morant's Grizzlies in Madison Square oh, yeah. Garden. That mm-hmm. would be fun. I want to see how the crowd reacts when they get the highlight plays. That we've like gotten used to seeing.
2: Yeah. I want to hear the garden crowd chaining MVP.
1: Buzz. I want to hear, hear that buzz. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Why do we have R.J. Barrett? <laughs> <laughs> How did this happen? That's got to be an all timer, though. I, I got to get that. That's got to happen.
0: It would be fun with y'all, man. Yeah.
1: I'm going to make it happen. Anyway... Back to the game. I wanted to see Towns versus Randall. And Bo said, you got a better chance of seeing Vanderbilt versus Randall. (laughs) (laughs) I said, God damn it, Bo. You're right. (laughs) You got your wish. A little bit. Barrett versus Edwards sounded fun, too. And that we got a lot of. Both teams... Came out playing really well. Lots of energy. The beginning of the game was electric. It was a fun start. It seemed like uh, Mitchell Robinson was on Cat to begin the game. Those were the centers. Vanderbilt's on Randall. Those were the forwards. That was fun, though. Robinson and Cat. That was fun.
0: Robinson only had one personal foul in the first quarter. In the first quarter. And Taj had one personal foul in the first quarter. Okay. What does that mean? just means, I'm just a little so, foreshadowing. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Towns was looking nice at the beginning, Bo. He had a good first quarter. Yeah, he was rolling. He was excited to be playing, I think. In a, he played a, all 12 minutes. MSG. Uh, halfway through the first quarter, Tibbs got a tech. He was riding the officials right away. Probably should have just gone ahead and got himself ejected. The Knicks fans are are uh, rooting for Tibbs to get ejected. <laughs> they want this Knicks team to be waking up somehow, and they want to see what they have in their uh, assistant coaching. Clyde Frazier, we know him. We love him. He said it felt like a playoff atmosphere. I think so, yeah. One thing that caught my eye was Evan Fournier. He's really uh, working on that Nick Calathis look, Amy. He? <laughs> he is. <laughs> He's really getting there fast. But, boy, did he have a good He's, game. I was going to say his game don't look like Nick Ooh, No, it does <laughs> not. It looks like Nick Calaitis in NBA Live. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're forcing him to be the best player on the court. I was really enjoying the game in the first quarter. These guys were all playing really hard, I felt like. How many masks do you think, like on average, per game, does uh, Tom Thibodeau Go through You think it's like uh,
2: 35 minutes? That thing is stretched out I think I looked over at one point He was like chewing on it was <laughs> <He's> eating it <laughs> <laughs> Out of
1: hunger or frustration Is frustration eating Both <laughs> I, I imagine think I what? think
2: he's angry and hangry <laughs>
1: i imagine he's just spitting all over the inside of those fucking things <laughs> ripping them off to yell just ripping the ear loops right off if it's 35 masks are we going over or under
0: i'm gonna say under just it's a lot of waste It's <laughs> a lot of masks
2: yeah realistically under but it's funny to think that it's over it's
0: like, it's like one every minute
2: yeah
1: 15 seconds probably every <laughs> probably just every time out Thirty five. Every time out he's just like he's like, Can we not a mask? Where's the masks? Where's the mask basket? <laughs> Hand me the mask basket. The Knicks have only recently got back to five hundred basketball. That's where they win half of their games. They've only recently got there.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna say. <laughs> Thibodeau's mask was wetter than Evan Fournier's jump shot. <laughs>
1: <sighs> before this game, that week before this game, the Knicks had beaten the Mavs, lost to the Hornets, beat the Hawks and beat the Spurs. So they're they're on their way back, I think the Knicks are. I think they're waking up. Only recently getting back to 500. Coach Thibodeau has explained to the media that the Knicks can't be satisfied with simply evening out their record. He said, the way I look at it is, are we playing good basketball? We've got to stack our days. I hope we're not satisfied with just 500. There's a long way to go. We've got to keep fighting. We can't feel good about ourselves. It doesn't end. It's game after game after game. And we have to have that mentality. Basically, what he's saying is they have to keep going. You can't be satisfied with just getting to 500. He said, you also add in all the COVID stuff and injury. There's a lot of constantly moving parts. So everybody has to be able to adapt really fast. You might be out of the rotation, and the next day you could be starting. You have to be ready. There can't be any excuses. You've just got to find a way to get it done. And that's what, t- that's Thibodeau's message to the team essentially. So, all right, we got back to 500. Good. But there's another leg of the race.
2: That was his, <laughs> <laughs> his <laughs> message to Kimba Walker, man. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was to Julius, too. Yeah. Randall's been okay, but he's had some off games. His effort has been questionable. Mm-hmm. The numbers are whatever. Numbers are numbers. We know that stats are good numbers. Stats are good numbers to base things off of. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> stats are good numbers. Absolutely. There's also another thing that happens in a game, and it's effort. And it's not a. Uh, it's not recorded statistically. Uh, speaking of statistics, neither team shot particularly well from three. In this game, about 32% for each team.
2: Yeah, the Timberwolves shot 31.7% from three, and the Knicks shot Mm 31.6% from three. So if we just round those up, let's just round them up to 32%. That Mm -hmm. means both teams, if they shot 100 threes, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. they'd hit about 32 of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah and each team shot 40 threes <laughs> i thought that was uh pretty interesting that's a low percentage it's not gonna get you a win like uh if if one of those teams had shot 40 percent and the other team shot 32 mm-hmm. percent i would say that team probably
2: won yeah at that volume at 43 yeah Yeah, 41 from Minnesota and 38 Mm -hmm. from the New York Knicks. Pretty even.
1: Pretty even match. It made for a good game. The Knicks, they've not been the same team as last season. They suck right now. And not having D Rose, I think that's part of it, I guess. Like he's like the leader, maybe, of that team, leader of that squad, you know? He's the vet him and Randall he was I think Rose is like an energy and effort guy mm-hmm. he's the guy out there like setting the tone for energy and effort he has rejoined the team though
2: Yeah, I think those players love Derrick Rose I think so I think the Knicks players
1: love like him he's the guy he's the dude he's the former MVP I don't I, I don't know this is, I've never heard anybody say a
2: bad thing about Derrick Rose ever uh, I don't mm. Who, what player? There was I mean there was a you know there was a girl in a court case. I was gonna say, yeah.
1: A girl in a court case? Yeah. hmm Yeah, but I'm talking about like other players. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think anybody now
1: No, I'm not talking about you know, off the court stuff.
2: Yeah. No, the other NBA players are like, dude, he brings his <laughs> girls over. <laughs> we love D Rose.
1: <laughs> I think D Rose is definitely an effort guy. What's <laughs> in the effort, and the energy? I think he uh, also is the type of guy that will hold his teammates accountable on the court. Yeah.
2: Okay. This sounds. I just look. Yeah, he's he's the he's the kind of player that he he rewards his teammates off the court. These guys are all doing questionable shit. Let's not, a fucking, <laughs> not
1: a fucking lie here. Maybe some of them aren't. I can't imagine Mark Gasol out there doing some of these things mm-hmm. in different towns.
0: <sighs> hey, Mark Gasol's just out there looking for a good piece of fish. Yeah.
1: And a nice glass of wine. Yeah. Maybe something rare on the menu. That he's not supposed to have, I think that's the extent of Mark Gasol being a bad guy eating something he shouldn't be eating. Maybe with a maybe a uh, napkin over his head or something. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think? What's your uh, what do you what do you got? What do you got on this game?
0: Surprisingly. The Wolves won. I think that's that's one thing. It was surprising to you. Y- yeah, I mean, these. I think these teams are are pretty even. What was surprising? I think Tibbs is a better coach. Hmm. They're on the road. I would have picked the Knicks to probably win this one. Yeah, I would have. But you know, I think this Timberwolves team is is a little bit different than the teams of the last, say, four years that they do have they do have Patrick Beverly. As I mentioned, they do have Jared Vanderbilt. They have guys that actually play defense and want to play defense and kind of make the second, second chance opportunities pop up versus other, like, you know, it's not like Randy Foy's out there as your mm-hmm. alpha. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to see Jalen Noel wearing Randy Foy's number four number, and he's down the stretch in the game, has the ball in his hand the entire time, which is pretty crazy to see. And they, that Finch is is running, running the offense at the end of the game through Jalen Noel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he stood out
1: to me. Noel.
0: he yeah. looked good. I I, I did, and actually, I prime. I think I primed us for him. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, I had something good to say the previous week, and it. It panned out in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he got lucky there. (laughs) (laughs) You
1: know, one thing that stood out to me was R.J. Barrett. He didn't have a good game. He looked like shit. I think I would like to see R.J. Barrett attacking the rim more. Is he not good at creating in the lane? Does he even do this, bro?
2: I just, uh, I just always see him taking jumpers.
1: Yeah, does he even like get in the lane anymore?
2: Nothing like jump. Nothing just pops in my head is like.
1: You know, when was the last time you saw like a highlight of RJ Barrett yamming on somebody? One,
2: yeah, no, I, I no,
1: don't, no, no. He got in the lane in the second quarter to get his first basket of the game. I feel like that's got to be a bigger part of his game, like getting in the lane, attacking. Mm -hmm. It has to be. He's got to be a guy that can attack the rim on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and just give the defense something else to worry about and to score points. Every team has to have a guy that can slash, get to the rim when he wants to. And right now he's just not being that guy. I don't know why.
2: I mean, I wonder if it's because he's playing with Randall, and Randall's kind of, like, entrenched. Yeah, there's no lanes open. In the post. I seem to remember this was a thing at Duke. Mm. Like, he didn't – like, in high school, he was no – he could take it to the rack. He could slash. But in college, he was playing with Zion Williamson. All he
1: has to yell is ISO. Yeah. (laughs) And Julius can jump out. Clear out. (laughs) Julius can jump out to 15 feet and still be effective. So, I don't know if he sees the lanes. I don't know if he sees himself as a guy that can actually attack the rim. I don't know. I got to watch more. I got to see more. But I didn't see any of that in this game. And then Randall's living in fucking Funk City. He just hasn't been the same guy. But he turned it on in this game. He was there. There's been a lot of booing in New York this season from the fans. When Knicks fans boo, it's not because a guy's trying. (laughs) It's not because he missed a shot that was wide open. When Knicks fans boo, it's about effort. The boos have come often this season for the Knicks. And it's upset Randall, I think, Quite a bit. He doesn't like being booed at home. Mm-hmm. But if Randall wants to stop the fans from booing him, it's got to start with effort. He did that thumbs down to the crowd last week yeah. when they were booing, yeah. when they were cheering him for a shot.
4: Because mm-hmm.
1: he was kind of like, you know what? You've been booing me for the last two weeks. But a thumbs down ain't going to be enough to shut him up. That ain't going to be enough. To get it through, effort is what the Garden faithful respect the most. It's more like a home court disadvantage for the Knicks right now because of their effort. I'd be willing to bet if IQ played a little bit more, there'd be less booze.
0: But that's your fantasy team wants to say. That's my
1: uh, uh, that's my opinion on IQ's style of play. Tibbs ain't fucking playing him. Anthony Edwards. It's a fun up and down game with him. He was having fun out there. He good. Clyde said he was uh, Lucy and Goosey out there. <laughs> Lucy Goosey. He does play loose. He's fun. He's good and he's fun. He and played the confused. most
0: minutes for the Wolves. He's just he's fun, man.
1: He played the most minutes. What? Yeah. For
0: the Wolves. Yeah.
1: Okay,
2: no, he played the the most minutes
1: overall. Overall, overall players. Over all players in was this he the game. most?
0: Was, he, the, was he, the, he was. Yeah. Look at there. Well, how about that?
1: Thirty nine and twenty seconds. He just played twenty seconds more than Julius Randle. How about that?
0: Wow. You know what got me thinking about this game is if you could swap rosters, keep the same coaches. Uh, I think Tibbs, this would be like a fifty-win, fifty-win team in New York, hmm. and then Chris Finch would have these guys, these Knicks, these Knicks Wolves, roll into about twenty wins this season. Hmm. Perhaps, but Tibbs wouldn't be playing Anthony Edwards. No, he'd
2: be playing Patrick Beverly. He'd be playing (laughs) Beverly
0: 39 minutes He played R.J. Barrett 37 minutes. He would be playing Anthony Edwards. Maybe he would, yeah. There's clearly pressure
1: from the Knicks front office to play R.J. Barrett, as there would be for Anthony Edwards. I was just making a joke. Yeah. Um, Though I
0: think Edwards is the real deal. I don't know. I'm not convinced Barrett is. I hope Barrett uh, is. I do. I mean, I hope every player is awesome.
1: Barrett didn't look like he was having as much fun as Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. Barrett looked. Bad. <laughs> Edwards is awesome, man. RJ Barrett was playing like dog shit. He was turning it over, blowing defensive assignments. The Knicks couldn't get stops, and uh, I think a lot of it was Barrett, dude.
2: He Led both teams in turnovers. He mm. had mm. seven turnovers. It's a lot.
0: So Chris That's Paul a numbers minutes, a lot of minutes with all the inefficiency he's playing Russell Westbrook numbers. <laughs> I did like the part in the second
1: where Barrett finally takes the ball in the lane. And a foul is called on uh Jaden McDaniels number three. And then Pat Beverly goes running and screaming up to coach Finch to challenge the call. And Finch is just like, dude, chill the fuck out. (laughs) He goes, you could read his lips. He goes, okay, okay. It's a bad call. But here it is. It's just the second quarter, and we're up 11. Just chill, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And Finch is probably thinking, it's R.J. Barrett. He's going to miss the free throws anyway. (laughs) (laughs) He's a 70% free throw shooter. He made them both, though. Yeah, Knicks went down double jit. Double digits halfway through the second. They went down quick, and they went down a lot. But that was a funny uh, series of events when Pat Bev was just freaking out. Wolves led by 10 after the first half. How about a little D'Angelo Russell praise? Here's a weird thing. He was good, man. he's four of eight from three. That's good for... That is good. He's a 50% streaky shooter. He
0: only played 25 minutes.
1: It's not a big surprise. It's not the shooting, like uh, streaky shooting. That's something it's always kind of been. The praise that Russell's getting is his improvement on defense and his passing. His career assist average is 5.5. This year it's up to 7. It's good. His... Distribution of the ball is very important to the Wolves' success, I think. He's not getting praise for his scoring, though. (laughs) That's not where the praise is coming from for Russell. No. It's his ability to organize and kind of quarterback the defense, much like a lot of great defenders do. He's making good passes on offense, and he's become a more well-rounded player. He's Getting guys into position on defense. That's something that I wouldn't have expected to see from him. He looks better out there, but he's still not the guy he needs to be. I saw him get torched plenty in the third quarter. <laughs> I don't think consistent and efficient scoring is something that is going to be his game. But if he can keep passing the ball well... And in that defense, I think that's a big step for him. And that's my D'Angelo Russell praise. What do you think, Bo? You you watch Minnesota all the time.
0: I don't know if I watch them all the time. I'd like to watch them more, but anywho. Uh,
1: you watch them all the time. <laughs> you watch everything. <laughs> just, just run with it.
0: <laughs> uh, Russell has been better than I thought he'd be this year. Yeah.
1: His playmaking has been... He's got to take it easy with that fucking jacking up bad shots shit, though, huh?
0: Oh, if yeah, that's one thing I've taken away from watching him play. Is he just... He likes to shoot it. Well, he's an all-star, right? Mm-hmm. So is he Towns. Was, he was No, well, Towns is a legit all-star. Russell was a, was a replacement all-star in the East, like, three years ago. Mm-hmm.
1: You know why Towns is an all-star? Why? Offense. Puts up the numbers. This is true. Scores. That's the fun stuff. You know what doesn't make all-star teams? Defense. Well, no. Uh, Towns can't play no fucking defense, man. I didn't see it in this game. I didn't see shit. That's why he makes all-star games and can't win playoff games. Or even get to the playoffs, for that matter. I'm just not like this. I'm not buying in on Towns being a complete player.
0: No, he needs. He he's like, I think. Well, I I'd say Paul is at his prime at his age. I think Paul is better than Towns as far as complete player wise. Hmm. Um, but I think Towns is on that same kind of career path. I think it's if a good comp. Put, what if you could? towns with i don't know who's who's the kobe prime kobe right now donovan mitchell yeah i don't know yeah um anthony edwards devin (laughs) Booker, anthony edwards it's anthony edwards (laughs) devin booker maybe yeah if you could yeah maybe actually maybe that they would do a towns for eight and swap yeah maybe I wouldn't. Not if I'm Phoenix. I want that
1: defense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Phoenix may not have a choice, though. They're not going to pay Aiden.
1: They're going to pay Aiden. Yeah, they're just going to make themselves look bad doing it. Phoenix. Sounds like. Mm-hmm. It's like they're trying to lower his value. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weirdest year for him. <laughs> he was so good last year, yeah. and now Aiden's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, hold him out. <laughs> let's fuck with his head. <laughs> let's let's uh produce some bogus COVID positive tests to throw him off his rhythm.
2: <laughs> dude, I'm watching. Let's go get, huh? <laughs> what? Let's go get Bismack Biyombo. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, dude?
1: He <laughs> <Be> good. That's <laughs> insane. <laughs> I was watching this game. I just I can't get over, like, the Knicks not, like, their refusal to attack the rim. They have Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson, and they still won't attack the rim. I mean, you could just run pick and rolls over and over and over. Instead, it's like a bunch of swinging a ball around the perimeter looking for threes. Yeah, Fournier's hitting them, but the Knicks fans were loving Fournier. He was playing tough defense. He was diving on the fucking floor. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of hustle... That can change the game. That's the kind of hustle that Knicks fans love to see. He gets the fans into the game. He's hitting shots. He's playing tough defense. He led the game in scoring, correct? Twenty seven, fournier. Five of ten from three. Yeah. That's good for fifty percent. The five of ten from yeah. three? Yeah. That's five hundred looking good half the time a couple steals in there some assists some rebounding plus 11 in the game 37 minutes it's carrying a load
2: he had the highest plus minus he was good he was keeping
1: the Knicks in the game he had the crowd in a fucking frenzy that's what Clyde said <laughs> he didn't say fucking no yeah he
0: said he had the crowd in a frenzy it's too bad you can't get like some sort of you know swearing broadcast <laughs> you know Nate Duncan does and Danny LaRue they do a broadcast every once in a while that's I think they do like I don't know how where you can find it but they maybe it's on the League Pass app like it would be great to have
1: oh the Draft Kings thing you're well, talking about the DraftKings? no
0: there's a different one feed <laughs> Were they just talking yeah, about all the could, prop
1: bits and shit the whole time?
0: Do they? I haven't listened to that. But like something like that where it was just, if you could get like Bill Burr to do a broadcast.
1: Listen, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I've advocated for this before. It'd have to be like pay-per-view. It'd be so amazing. Like pay-per-view the finals with some comedians or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just a R-rated league coverage, man. You could you uh, could create. Oh, a no! have like and, Allen Iverson. I don't know if the league would ever allow it to happen because you'd have to get the rights from the league, and that's that's touchy when you talk. When you start talking about cussing and vulgar shit could with you a, get with a Iverson? game that they want kids to be watching.
0: Yeah, but that's the separate broadcast. You have Irish Sheed and Stephen Jackson.
1: I know, but it it puts an image on the league that they're okay with this
0: kind of. Yeah, the, yeah they're not okay they're not okay with that they're not but some kind of like pay-per-view event? no can we get a memphis broadcast like antonio burks and then somebody <laughs> some some guy that didn't make it past high school but it's like straight up from memphis hmm. i that don't know be- what your angle is here i just want to hear memphis dudes talk about basketball yeah that's what i want to hear you can get that
1: you can get that you just go hang out in memphis and watch basketball oh there
0: you go okay Maybe I'm just a little homesick, Jeff.
1: You know, Memphis Memphis people know their sport. They know their basketball.
0: They for do, the most part. absolutely.
1: A lot of people do. It's very rare I run into somebody and they just say stupid-ass shit about basketball, but it does happen, especially with the Tigers right now. <sighs> so Fournier's going off you know he's he's really getting into the game and i think it kind of got julius randall fired up too he finally started attacking the rim the boos turned into cheers it's all about the effort man and Knicks fans are not afraid to boo your ass if they see some bullshit effort mm-hmm. they do not care fournier hit a couple more dramatic threes and a crowd is just losing it. The Knicks fans have been waiting for something to cheer for. They're just waiting for it. Like It's so much more fun to cheer. They don't like booing. They feel like they have to. Uh-huh.
2: That's New York.
1: That's New York. The New York fans are like a dormant volcano. Just waiting to erupt. <laughs> the Knicks had a fun fucking third quarter they scored 40 points they turned the ball over zero times in the third and then the Knicks came out with a hack and whack philosophy in the fourth with three super quick fouls It was an interesting game this one I felt a couple of teams playing really hard but riddled with miscues and poor decision making on both sides Like turnovers and Mitchell Robinson fouling out halfway through the fourth quarter on some bullshit. But, Bo, we were talking about Beverly earlier, and he really does a lot for the Wolves team, Bo.
0: No, he absolutely does.
1: Yeah. He looks like he's really trying hard. He's trying to be that feisty antagonist. Bo, uh, towards the end of the game, Mm Mm-hmm. All I could see were those Coinbase ads all over the fucking sideline. <laughs> it made me want to puke. Fucking Bitcoin, dude. How much have you lost on Bitcoin this in the last I'm month? even. How? It's almost just, worth half what it was. I didn't buy that much Bitcoin, Jeff. Oh. I guess that was just me. <laughs> Uh, What a game, though. Uh, The Knicks turned the ball over three straight possessions in the last couple minutes. Towns, your boy, made that layup, got the and one with 30 seconds left, take the lead by one, and then two after making the free throw. Yeah. Some of these calls were under controversy, though, and the referees after the game went into detail about some of these missed calls. The NBA acknowledged three missed calls in the Knicks' loss in the closing minutes of the game. Randall was fouled on the other end, went to the line, down two, 24 seconds left, missed the first, made the second. Five big old turnovers for the Knicks in the fourth quarter. Pat Bev ended up at the line after an intentional foul. He bricked the first one, made the second, The Knicks seemed to run a lot of clock off with their last possession down two. They missed a couple shots, came up short in the game. That's all there was to it. They just came up short. They ran out of fucking time. Bo, what the fuck was uh, Towns doing? Your, Your boy, Towns, what was he doing on his phone on the court after the game? You know, I didn't even watch that. What on earth was that?
0: I missed that. Right away after the game, somebody hands him a phone and he's like, hey, what Well, he is from that area, so he had a bunch of people in the stands. He's from New Jersey. Yeah. So it could be.
1: Who was on the other line?
0: Any guesses? <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe a cousin. Maybe he's got a after party. Mm-mm. Any more guesses? <laughs> no, you tell me.
1: Town said he thought it was Domino's. <laughs> Pizza? Yeah. Hmm.
0: That's
1: what he said. But no, nah, it was oh, the well, no, yeah, Timberwolves was. radio play-by-play, yeah, play,
0: man. It was WCCO 8:30 a.m. Alan Horton.
1: Yeah, Horton's the, the guy. They were doing a <clears> post-game interview <throat> in a less-than-conventional manner.
0: No, they do that. The Grizzlies do that sometimes.
1: On the phone? Yeah. You'll see them do that. Huh. Well, that's who he was talking to. The NBA said Carl Anthony Towns committed an offensive foul on Julius Randle seconds before the Knicks All-Star was whistled for a foul on the Minnesota forward's driving three-point play that put the Timberwolves ahead by one with 29.3 seconds remaining. So they missed a foul. They missed an offensive foul on Towns. It could have changed the whole fucking game. Towns reaches out and grabs Randall's arm and affects his ability to defend the ruling states. So there shouldn't have been a foul on Randall because there was an offensive foul before. That was not called. The NBA also noted that Minnesota guard D'Angelo Russell pushed off on R.J. Barrett's would-be steal attempt with 22 seconds remaining. Russell extended his forearm into Barrett and dislodges him from his position during a loose ball. So there's a couple plays there. And uh, there was something else where Towns should have been called for a reach-in foul, making contact to Evan Fournier's turnover with a minute and 46 remaining. The Knicks were charged with... Three turnovers, two by Barrett in the final two minutes, and Randall missed a free throw that could have tied the game with five seconds. After the game, Thibodeau lamented the calls that didn't go in the Knicks' favor, while also noting that games are often officiated differently in the fourth quarter. The game changes in the fourth quarter, Thibodeau says. Sometimes we just got to adjust to the way the game is being called, Thibodeau said. So we had some tough calls go against us. We just can't put ourselves in a position like that where the refs are a factor. And I agree with that 100%. You can't depend on the officiating. You have to will that shit. You have to make sure you win. You can't rely on anybody else to get it right. Don't make it a close game. Don't even be in a close game. You can't rely on the officials. Gotta make your own luck. They fucking missed three calls in the last two minutes that changed the whole course of that game. Now, I mean, who knows what happens if they make one of those calls. It changes the the butterfly effect. But... (laughs) (laughs) The point is, there were three fucking missed calls. Could change the outlook outcome of that game. But whatever. What are you gonna do? That was the pick game. Bo, who won? Wolves. The, the Timberwolves. <laughs> it's a two and a half hour game. Sixteen thousand people in attendance. That was the pick game. Any last thoughts?
0: I think it was handy that Mitchell Robinson and Taj Gibson fouled out. So mm-hmm. so Mm-hmm. Randall had to guard Towns on that last mm-hmm. and one yeah
1: that was like the only time they played against
0: each other mm-hmm. it was at the very end but yeah the margins were pretty thin for both teams mm-hmm. good yeah. game really I, good game
1: I thought so it was fun I'm glad I watched it <laughs> <laughs> are we doing lower expectations we're running pretty late Maybe we should just nah. get maybe we should just pick
0: a game and go. We talked about the Bulls a little bit. Talked about the Wolves, obviously. Unless Brian and, has something, yeah, let's skip it. Who cares about the Spurs? Nobody. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, we could do lowered expectations, but it's really the same, uh, same story. We kind of already did the Bulls, and they're the only one that's interesting. We just spent an hour talking about the Timberwolves. Uh, the Spurs are just still losing. They play the Rockets tomorrow though. Maybe they'll win one. They beat the Thunder. If they can beat the Thunder, they can beat the Rockets, right? That's fair. That's right. <laughs> the uh, Spurs next week. Here's my lowered expectations. No Just kidding. Uh <laughs> they're playing <laughs> They're playing the Rockets, the Grizzlies, the Bulls, the Suns next week. So uh, probably one in one in three.
2: Keep them expectations low.
1: <laughs> Another week of one and three. That's what I would guess. That's good uh, for
2: uh twenty five percent.
1: Twenty five percent. Let's pick a game for next week. Anybody seen the schedule? There's not much. Not much at That's all.
0: Sixers Pelicans game tomorrow night. Somewhat interesting. Embiid versus Valentinus. Just from like a big man matchup perspective. Philly at New Orleans? Mm-hmm. This is kind of a...
2: New Orleans at Philly. Oh, yeah,
0: excuse me. Yeah. How many That's stars? Just got, that, uh, I mean, three.
1: If, <laughs> if we're doing a five-star system because I decided it's a five-star system because I'm a five-star man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We're giving that three? I think so. It's interesting, but, but it's it's a makeup game. Look at that hmm. from December nineteenth. They were hoping Zion would be back by. I now. was going to say, yeah, Zion's going to play, right?
1: <laughs> I feel like that's the Pelicans game I want to watch. It's a Zion return. That'll be fun next year. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you're going to be out next week, so I don't really think it matters. Yeah, I'm really What bummed. game you wouldn't watch?
2: I'm really bummed that I'm going to be in New York for four nights. Mm-hmm. And there are no Knicks or Nets <laughs> home games.
1: <laughs> How? I guess you're going to a Rangers game. <sighs> yeah, maybe. You ever been to an NHL game? I have not. Look at it. Yeah. They say hockey is the most fun live sport. Oh yeah!
0: Oh, it's really fun. NHL's great. Yeah, that's
1: what people say. Hmm. Maybe go to a hockey game. Maybe you might get into it, man. Those guys don't fuck around. Hockey's real. It's a real sport,
2: mm-hmm.
1: especially up there.
0: Ooh. Oh, I I will I will say something. Get us off topic a little bit.
1: Sure. Why not? A,
0: a week from Wednesday, the men's U.S. soccer team is playing against. It's like Honduras or something like that, and they're playing in st paul in february outdoors oh,
1: oh an outside game
0: yeah you're, are you gonna go um i don't have tickets tickets are like 100 bucks right now i was gonna wait and see last minute if someone's trying to dump tickets still and if the weather's just completely shitty because hmm. i can walk up there if it's like 10 below and go for an hour <laughs> i can walk there up there, <laughs> there if it's 10 below <laughs> you're a psycho well, i mean i would not i mean i could drive but it's just as quick to walk wow um anyway i'm kind of interested to see the men's national team play yeah that'd be fun it'd be really fun mm-hmm. i think you should do it
1: i think you should spend a hundred dollars and just go by yourself i'm considering it it'd be fun what's a hundred
0: i mean i'll know probably half a dozen dozen people there
1: what's a hundred dollars the cost of a six pack of bananas
0: Anyhow, pick game. (laughs) Yeah. New York. New York Rangers.
1: Uh Uh-huh. You know what I like is the MVP battle on Sunday, Denver versus Milwaukee. Ooh. Giannis, Jokic, Mr. Janokic. I feel like that's three stars. That's at least four. Here's one that's interesting because it's two teams we haven't watched. Ooh. Detroit at Orlando. Greg Anthony's kid. Cade mm-hmm. Cunningham, point guard battle. Mm-hmm. Young guys, we can maybe we can learn something about these teams. I guess at least two and a half star. <laughs> I kind of feel like it's time to do some teams we haven't watched.
2: Yeah, we probably need to just go ahead and knock a couple out, huh?
1: Yeah. It's not a very desirable game to watch. I'm not going to be looking forward to it like I was Timberwolves-Knicks. But I feel like I could learn something from watching it. Learn a bit about the bottom half of the league. Learn a, a little something about teams that nobody's fucking talking about. Like, isn't that what we do? Bo, here's another one. You didn't You didn't uh, really... Have anything to say about Detroit, Orlando? I don't think you're looking forward to watching that.
0: No, I was just looking at it. It's a a Friday
1: night. Yeah. There's another one Friday night. This is interesting. This is two Eastern Conference play-in teams. Mm -hmm. Potentially play-in teams. What I think will be teams in the hunt for the play-ins. Atlanta versus Boston. In Atlanta on Friday night. Mm. Little play in preview. They're only two games away from each other in the standings six and a half to eight and a half. This is a chance to get a whole game up for Atlanta or to move up for Boston, you know, solidify themselves as a playoff team. So that was interesting. I only saw like those three really that were interesting to me. I guess Boston Atlanta is like a. I think it's a three-star game. We can take a look at this Tatum and Jalen situation firsthand.
2: Yeah. I think that while I'm out of town, you guys should go ahead and knock out Detroit (laughs) and (laughs) Orlando.
0: I like where your head's at (laughs) for you. I wonder if we could do the Celtics and Hawks and drag Webb onto the show. Yeah, let's do that. He's gonna say, "I gotta sleep.
1: I can't do it." That's true, unless we s- somehow do it during the day, which is up to yeah. you and Webb. Yeah, he he can't do it during the day. He's gonna work. He can fucking call, I guess. Leave
0: a voicemail. He's not gonna do that either. No, he's not. Um. Well, I think either the either those three games sound good. Yeah. You're the boss, man. You pick. I'm going to go with the young guys.
1: I'm going to dive in to these teams and get a good look at them. That's what I want to do. Can I get you on board? Yeah. Detroit, Orlando. It's not going to be pretty, <laughs> but I think we'll learn something. I'm going to spend all week looking at a uh, Detroit shit, Orlando shit. Get a feel for what's going on in the bottom half of the league. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. We always said we weren't just going to cover what's popular. Trade deadline's coming up. Maybe these lower-end teams could be involved in trades. Wouldn't hurt to get to know the teams a little bit. So when the trades pop off, we know a little something.
2: Yeah, see what um, Jeremy Grant's up to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We could totally get traded. He's going Easily. to get traded. Easily. Yeah, let's take a look at these fucking shit teams and see how they're rolling. They're not shit. They're just young. Uh, Orlando tore their whole team down apart, you know, last year. Detroit's full on youth movement with a number one draft pick. All right. It's decided. We're going with the two and a half star game. Pick game in the week. Got a weird feeling that I'm. it's going to be a good game. Two worst teams in the Eastern Conference. Nine and 39 Magic and 1136 Pistons. Correction. Worst teams in the league. (laughs) Overall. (laughs) Overall. Eighteen percent winning team versus a twenty three percent winning team. It's like the opposite of the Suns. It's like the opposite. (laughs) Bo. Have fun in New York, Brian. Have fun in New York, Brian. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Come back sick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cases are dropping, man. Doesn't matter. Cases are dropping
1: in New York. Enjoy the hockey game. Still a lot of cases.
2: Yeah, it's but still dropping.
1: It's still like a billion people in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that cases aren't dropping. Testing's dropping. Y- yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. How are that deaths looking? That's right. what we want to look at.
2: It's uh, cases are dropping because everybody's using home tests. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I signed up for those free home tests. Did you? Yeah. Did you yeah. get them, Bo? Yeah. That's good. Those will be good to have around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks, Bo, for being here and doing this. Yeah. Appreciate it. having me. Thanks for watching the game this week, Brian. Thank you oh. for being here. What? Always. <laughs> yes, sir. That's right. Always. Ryan, thank you for being here. I really do hope you enjoy your uh, vacation.
2: Thanks, guys. You deserve one. I'll catch up with you. You've been
1: working so hard on the podcast. Catch up with you guys in two weeks. Like, you deserve a vacation. Yeah. Putting in all this work. Yeah, man.
0: (laughs) Don't eat too much street food. Eat all the street food. Yeah. A dollar slice a day. (laughs) What's next week?
1: Trade deadlines
0: coming. All-Star announcements on Thursday.
1: Oh, thank you, Bo. We'll be looking out for that. Maybe we'll discuss that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Kick it!
3: <laughs> you don't understand. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker.